Storm Bowling Products. The Bowlers Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Leanne Holzenberg. Leanne has 27 PWBA national titles, including two majors. She's a three-time USBC Open Women's Championship titleist. She's a 12-time Bowler Journal All-American, a one-time member of Team USA back in 2012. She was also inducted back into the USBC Hall of Fame in 2008. Leanne Timberg and Coach K, Steve Klempkin here. Thanks for hopping on with us today. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it and uh, happy to be here. All right. Well, great stuff. Well, as the marketing coordinator for Storm, let's talk about Storm's interaction and Storm's work with collegiate bowling and really why it is such a value for you guys and how you feel that you're able to help out the college bowlers. Well, you're right. Storm does a lot for collegiate bowling. I think uh, our sponsored teams are in the 40s, like 40, 48 sponsored teams between Storm and Roto-Grip. Um, we have Jeff Carter, who um, is in the Midwest, and he takes care of all of our uh, collegiate sponsorships and attends some of the tournaments and all that stuff. But um, collegiate bowling is like the biggest thing going in bowling nowadays, so uh, we would be... Uh, definitely missing out on something if we weren't involved as much as we are. And then let's talk about one of the things back in 2011, you founded the Youth Bowlers Tour, which runs in the Northern California area. And so far, and this number has probably grown now since this, uh, since this was put together, but it says you've awarded over $160,000 in scholarships. So congratulations to that. And talk about when you started this back in 2011, you know, what your thought was. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you wanted it to be as big as it is, but just talk about how it's grown and and, uh, you know, what, uh, how things are going with that uh, tour? Things are going great, actually. We're, we're nearing the $200,000 scholarship uh, amount for the last five or six years that we've been doing it. I uh, started it with uh, a friend of mine who I've known since I started bowling. I bowled in his uh, parents' his family bowling center and learned how to bowl there. And he and I bowled tournaments together. And then when we noticed that the youth tournaments in Northern California were kind of diminishing and the youth bowlers didn't have all the opportunities that we had growing up, we decided to start the youth bowlers tour and we got the kids involved. We did huge fundraising to start the tour um, and got some scholarships in the bank and, and had some funding to keep going. But then we have over a hundred kids every month with our tournament. So, and it's a total nonprofit. There's nothing in it for us. We, we give everything uh, to the scholarships for the kids and, uh, we have a lot of parents that help us, and it just it keeps growing, and it's really it's uh, one of the best things I've ever done. I, I love it. I wish I could go back every month. I'd only get to like one or two a year, but uh, I'm still very, as much involved as I can be from from all the way from Utah. I've got to assume there's probably uh, a few players that that started there, and then once they kind of got some tournament experience as a youth, then it, maybe it helped kind of propel them into some type of maybe a collegiate career? You are right, Steve, because we um, we had some really good bowlers in Northern California anyway, but we um, and they were good before they started bowling the Youth Bowlers Tour, but um, Darren and Michael Tang 
are the two two of our uh, most prolific bowlers that uh, they have. Uh, I think they each have about seven or eight uh, YBT titles. We also had Amanda Fry, who went on to have a, a good collegiate career at Vanderbilt University, and she was a, t- a junior Team USA member. We had Robin Renslow. Uh, we have Maddie uh, Maddie Bailey, who won junior gold a couple years ago. So we have a ton of good junior bowlers um, in our YBT program. Yeah, so as you see the bowlers from when you bowled on the PWBA tour, you went back, you know, you had all the titles you won in the 80s and 90s, and you went back out and, and uh, competed the last couple years as well. What's the one thing when you're watching these college uh, athletes bowl that you notice and you say, wow, they just, I mean, they have this in their game that, that uh, you know, that is just so great to see and, and such a benefit for our sport? It does seem like they have much more confidence than than what I'm used to seeing in young bowlers, you know, it just, and I, and I don't know, it just seems like it, it maybe it comes from experience and they bowl so many events, uh, or if it's just a natural thing that they have and they are going to be, you know, if they're born to be superstars and they have that already in them. But I just think the more they bowl, the, the more experience they have and they bowl on different oil patterns. And I think they're just, you know, they're, they're, it's not going to take them long to really kind of do well on the pro tour if that's the path they choose to go on because they do have so much experience coming from the youth programs and then definitely through the collegiate programs. Well, you brought up a good point there. You're talking about the path, you know, to the PBA tour, just as far as experience with, you know, knowing some of our different staffers. We have Storm and Rotogriff that have collegiate experience. You know, we just had Rocio Restrepo was just here recently, a great collegiate bowling standout. Um, do you think that that, you know, as far as with the, the, the youth bowlers tour and, and the experience they can get in college, that that is kind of a necessary part of success to sort of transition and graduate all the way up the ranks? Well, I think it's the right path to follow. I'm not saying, I mean, I'm yeah. a pretty good example for not going to college. You know, I mean, I, you know, I chose to, to try a couple events on the pro tour and I did pretty well right off the bat, which made me decide that that's what I wanted to do. And I thoroughly have, you know, a lot of regrets for not going to college, but I would never tell the kids nowadays to skip going to college because it's, they have so much more opportunity than I did when I was that age, because there's so much more going on in college bowling. And, uh, I definitely think that the the experience that they would get good and bad in college is a total benefit. Plus I know that bowling is not, you know, the career path for, you know, I mean, our tour went away. So it wasn't, you know, it was my career for 20 years, but then it ended and then it came back. But it's still not really a career for any of the girls. It's kind of a 12-week thing. So I 100% tell them to focus on their education, but, you know, enjoy the bowling experience if they are able to choose a bowling college as well. Yeah, so one of the things you mentioned is you mentioned a confidence, but in all my observing at the events, it's confidence, but it's not what you would consider arrogance or cockiness. Like you, like, you know, so it's a different sort of that confidence that you see in the women out there bowling. Like, I, I belong, I should be out here, but yet they're not too, you know, they're not aloof to everyone that you see on, you know, like you, you would see, like, or you would think you could say, I guess. No, and I think, I mean, they are, I, I mean, they are very confident, but, and you're right, I don't think they're arrogant. I just think it comes as more of a comfort, you know, like a, the collegiate experience is, 
you know, as competitive as any, you know, pro tournament. And so they've already had all that competition. So just to go to the next level is a different kind of competition, but, you know, just as intense as any college experience. And if not the college experience, if not, was probably more because you have teammates and, and they're relying on you and all that stuff. So I just think that it builds them right into just moving on to the pro tour. Definitely. What do you think it takes to be successful on the pro tour? Uh, that, you know, that there's endless, you know, things that it takes to be successful, especially on this tour. It's, it's, it's a lot different than the tour that I um, was used to bowling on for so many years. I mean, it's condensed, you know, the events are condensed. So um, definitely you have to get out of the gate strong and, you know, things have to, to go your way. I mean, you, there's no digging yourself out of a hole, so to speak, you know, the, the short formats really are a sprint and um, it, it's getting lined up properly, you know, uh, and staying intense for those amount of games. But I think more than anything, it's like fitness because you, they're cramming a lot of games into two days of bowling and it's late nights of qualifying and you come back the next morning and it's early and you can be in really good shape, but you know, your legs and everything, I mean, it really takes a toll on your body. So I think physically you have to be in much better shape and it's, you know, by far you can just look at the players that are in the top 10 and, and making shows and winning tournaments. They are, you know, very fit athletes. And, um, you know, our tour wasn't always like that. So I think the competitiveness and the, the physical fitness of everybody is a lot different than it used to be. So, Liam, what advice would you have for a high school player? A lot of them listen to these shows uh, as it's shared across Facebook and Twitter and et cetera. Um, what advice do you have for a high school player who's looking when it comes to choosing a college and what they should be looking for? Well, um, you know, I get, I get questions a lot from a lot of our youth bullers, you know, and what school should I go to and what do you think and all that. And And first of all, I tell them to explore their options. You know, there's plenty of choices out there that plenty of scholarships that are offered and but I do think it's important to choose the right school for their individual needs and and that's anywhere from you know the right area of the country and the right uh, you know athlete you know their athletic program the bowling program has to match up you know be available for them, but as well as the academic program and what they, you know, what they want to study, you know, and too many of them look at like, oh, I just want to go to this school and stuff like that. I knew a girl in Oregon who asked me and she went to two or three, you know, campuses beforehand and she chose a school and she's now in her third school. She, they didn't fit in and, and all that. And that kind of concerned me that she, you know, hadn't fit in, but Sometimes you just, you know, you have to give each school a chance and you visit the campus and, and learn about their coaches and, and the city. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot more that that goes into choosing the right school, I'm sure. But also the programs that are available to meet the coaches and all that, you know, with the USBC, the high school combine, and then the Turbo Collegiate Expo are great ways to get introduced to many different schools, including the smaller schools that maybe people don't know about. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, there's the, you know, when you're trying to find the right school, like you're talking about, and we've had on this program on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight before we've had Billy Murphy, for example. And, you know, we've had some of the coaches from Wichita State, like Mark Lewis and Gordon Vatican. And 
you know, a lot of people dream of going to Wichita State, but, you know, there's so much demand, and there's still, when you go bowl a competition, you've got a team of five. So there are so many great bowlers that would were coming and coming to Wichita trying to make the team, and um, there's a lot of them that didn't make the team, and they started a new program there in Wichita with a, at a different school that was the, maybe allowing some of these players, you know, if you weren't in the top five at Wichita State, you might still be the very best player at, at countless other colleges. So that's uh, that's definitely a good point that you bring up there. Yeah, I mean, and it's all a, a personality. I mean, you know, some people will fit in just fine, you know, in places when some people, you know, are used to being, like, the best in their area, you know, depending on where they're from. And like you said, you could go to Wichita State and be the best in your area and, you know, and such a, a great school like that and, and not be on the starting roster. And then what happens to you, you know? So, I mean, you really have to explore and realize that a small school could give you just as much, um, you know, as, as a big school would. So, Well, and how much is meshing with the coaches and the coaching philosophy of these teams matter? Because you even see that, and that's one of the things that, you know, you could be, oh, that's this great program, you know, pick one of them out there. But if you don't mesh with the coaches or or teamwork or or that kind of same sort of goal, I mean, obviously the goal is ultimately is to to bowl well and to win, et cetera. But you know what I'm saying? Like there has to be that that feeling that you guys can work together and you're going to understand each other. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree because not everyone, you know, is, you know, what you've learned your whole life and then your your college coach maybe teaches things a different way or interprets them or, you know, all that. And then that might not go, I mean, that might not, you know, suit you well enough and stuff. And, and, and I, I think it's good that the schools have two coaches and, you know, they have different people and probably some players work better with this coach and some players work better with that coach. But I think all those things are very important. And, you know, those are all things to think about. A final question I have for you, Leanne, you're talking about coaches and stuff. Who was who your coach growing up? Um, that's a, I've had a few coaches actually. I, you know, I had a really good um, youth growing up in California, I had a really good uh, youth program and we had many coaches, but my youth director her husband, Bud Covington, was my coach, and he would spend a lot of hours with me. Um, but he just really, he kind of guided me, you know, like he didn't, you know, steer me one direction or the other. Um, and then I had a lot of really good coaches slash ball reps along the way. And um, one of my, uh, two of my really good coaches were Randy Stoughton, who now um, coaches in Florida, you know, and uh and Brian Purcell was like my number one. He could, I could spend 20 minutes with him and he would have me throwing the ball super good and, and all that. But, um, I've worked with a few different, you know, just, just, it's important to have, you know, options, I think, because you go through, you know, parts of your game that, you know, need fixing and you need tune-ups along the way. And, and I, I was very fortunate to be able to work with a lot of good people. My final question, Leanne, is back in 2011, you won the U.S. Uh, Open, the Women's U.S. Open, which was held at, <clears throat> sorry, that was held inside uh, Texas Stadium, the new Cowboys Stadium that was built. I'm sure there was something that you can share for our listeners as far as overcoming a little bit of adversity to that day and just that whole thing and that whole situation, because that's something, I mean, frankly, no matter what age you were bowling at, but you always have to kind of overcome adversity. But talk about it, uh, maybe one circumstance or something that you were able to 
just a, a little thing that you were able to overcome that day to ultimately help you uh, win that title? Yeah, I think um, things were lined up for me to to have that happen that day. I mean, and, and I never always thought you create your own destiny type of thing and all that, but I really have to give credit to my husband. Uh, those are kind of the first, he was, we got married after the tour ended and everything. So he never really was involved in my career at all. And then at, when I bowled the U S opens and stuff. So he was involved in that one and we made the finals, you know, I made the finals and everything. And the key thing that he told me, he said, just go out there and have fun. Just enjoy this whole experience. And honestly, there was really no pressure. It was just, you know, to enjoy it. And, and I think it was, I would never have been able to have that feeling when I was a full-time, you know, bowling for a living competitor, because that's all I wanted to do was win. And this one was so much different because I was married and I had a little boy and my whole life was different and it wasn't just about bowling anymore. So it was about more enjoying the experience of which is a total lesson for everybody who's young because you don't think about that sort of thing when you are so young and intense and focused on that sort of thing. And I really give credit to him for just allowing me to be relaxed and stuff and you know, and things just kind of went my way, you know, like I wasn't supposed to win the semifinal match because Linda was bowling great and she, you know, didn't strike in the 10th and let me. And then Kelly, who had led the whole tournament, had a terrible feel and couldn't do anything right and basically, you know, bowled a crummy game. And, and, and it wasn't, I mean, I just think it was really a, a gift for me to win that and share that with my family. So you just kind of took over that day, huh? I get. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it was totally fun. Like I had never done it. We, our tour, we had bowled in some arena finals, but I had never done any of that. My, I've never experienced bowling in any of our, you know, extra ones like that. So it was the first time for that. And it was just a total experience with my family. And it was the cool, it was by far my greatest memory of my career. So and if you think the ceiling or the roof is high in the national bowling stadium, you know, when you're there bowling, imagine what it's like in the Cowboys stadium. I can, I can only imagine. Yeah, I mean, and BPA did a great job with that because they let us come over there in the morning. They gave us a tour of the stadium. We got to play football. We bowled on the lane. So we were totally acclimated. It wasn't like we just came out there and bowled. So it was they, that, that event was just a first-class event, and BPA and USBC, that, they, uh, that was just superior event on their part. Good stuff. Thanks, Leanne. Appreciate your time for the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast. It's been awesome, and we look forward to having you back on again in the future. Yeah, thanks for having me, you guys. I appreciate it.